It's time to catch up, Chrissy. Matt. Come with me if you want to live. I'll be back. <laughs> which that line apparently was supposed to be, I'll be right back, which I think would have been so much funnier. Or hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a sec. Uh, so this week we're talking about the Terminator. The Terminator. Sorry, is it just Terminator? The. The. The Terminator. Are you sure? Positive. I feel like IMDb has it just as Terminator. Incorrect. Oh. It might be Terminator comma the, uh. but it's The Terminator. It is not just Terminator. Okay. I think we've said the title of the movie enough. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so this is our fifth episode? Yeah, halfway is... through. I thought that too. Well, oh, sort no, of. Not. Yeah, because we have... Sort of. we have... Well, we have 12, right? 12 or 13 maybe planned. Uh, well, almost halfway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are you getting tired of this? <laughs> no, I no. hope our listeners aren't. No, not at all. Thanks not to everybody that's out there listening. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we're, we watched The Terminator. Uh, so as has been the case with the other ones, I thought I'd start by asking... Is Lots this a hit or a miss? Oh, no, is this a, a hit or a miss? It's a hit. Yeah? It's a hit. Yeah. I think you think I'm going to enjoy T2 a lot more. I'm certain you will. Okay. Because uh, this, uh, with knowing how many sequels there have been, I, I know, I get that, like, it's a setup for more, right? Yeah. And it is campy because of the technology they had at the time. Maybe perhaps. Some you, of the VFX, yeah. Yeah, at the end. It's a little bit brutal. Oh, see, so yeah, I don't, I actually find the. We're jumping right to the end. Eh? So yes, I, I thought that the ending was better, a better visual rendering of the um, exoskeleton or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. or the, the, the robot underneath the fleshy suit mm -hmm. that was Arnold Schwarzenegger, than was the mask and the and like him removing his eye and and you know doing surgery on his arm. I thought that looked pretty pretty brutal, mm -hmm. but I thought that the the final sequence was actually quite effective. Yeah, the, the, you can see in spots you can see what they did. Um, as far as like filming from the waist up and filming just the hands and filming just the feet, it's super smart. Uh, but the the full body movement of our yeah, it was very stop motion looking. Yeah, very. It's very Stan yeah. Winston. And yes, did you ever see um, Clash of the Titans, the original Clash of the yes, Titans? Yes, did. Yeah, Jason and the Argonauts. Mm -hmm. Right, it's got that sort of Harryhausen esque um, stop motion with the mm -hmm. skeletons on the boat. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, and the, uh, the the you're right. The mask is very campy, yeah. uh, considering it, apparently according to IMDb it took a thousand mm -hmm. hours to complete. Yeah, uh, it's still pretty uh, not realistic looking. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for the time, in the context of when it came out, mm -hmm. I wonder if audiences saw it with the same critical lens that we I looked at it, it, where we're looking at it like, oh boy, they yeah. really didn't have CGI mm -hmm. working for them. Like that is all practical. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whereas like at the time in 1984, like we were too young to see mm -hmm. this. And I'm sure it was impressive. It must have been. Yes, right? it must have been. Well, yeah. Okay. So we, we've put the proverbial cart before the horse. Why don't you summarize the plot Ugh. and then we'll, uh, okay. We'll get into things. So we start off with our dear, sweet, what's her name? Sarah Connor. Sarah, no, I know that. What's Linda that? Hamilton. Hamley, thank you. Linda Hamilton, who is a waitress and actually that's not true. We start off in the year 2028. Things are really going to go downhill in the next five years, folks. That's what I learned from Terminator. The Terminator. Um, so there's been like a robot war. There's been a war of some sort. There's robots killing humans in the beginning. Then we come back to 1984 and there's Linda Hamilton being a, a waitress and having a lovely little life. Um, and uh, she gets stood up by her date on an answering machine, decides to go out. And in the midst of all of these little... 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like clips of her normal life, her at her job, waitressing, her at home. Vignettes. Vignettes. That's the word I'm looking for. Vignettes. Her and her roommate, her and her roommate's boyfriend being silly, her going out for a movie and dinner by herself. Uh, There are shots of Arnold coming from the future, naked, um, arriving and clearly on the hunt for someone. And there are, it's interspersed with shots of uh, our real hero, Reese. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Played by Michael Bean. Mm -hmm. Who comes from the future as well, (laughs) naked similarly, and is there to protect her. And so the, you know, Terminator, terminating attempts at termination ensue. And Arnold is hunting down Sarah Connor. He kills the first two Sarah Connors in the phone book. Luckily, our Sarah Connor, the one he's actually looking for, is the third one in the phone, third and final one in the phone book. The police catch on, think that it's a serial killer who's just killing Sarah Connors um, and find her before the Terminator does. But then, of course, Terminator comes in and blows up the police station and continues his hunt for her, all culminating in a spectacular uh, truck chase and then escape into a robot facility for a fun, the robots are protecting the humans from the robot area. And then, um, and then Sarah ends up defeating the Terminator and then by squish him. Okay. That's it. That's it. End mm-hmm. of the podcast. Yeah. Um, that's a good summary. Mm, um, it's okay. Yeah. I think the, I'm trying to do an overview. Yeah, well, I tend I, to get too detailed. Really, like to to simplify it even further, it's just like a, it's it's a pursuit movie, mm-hmm. right? Sarah Connor. There were elements of this that reminded me of The Fugitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 really kinetic, yeah, and dynamic, and it just keeps moving. Mm-hmm. There's really no time. Like the fact that there's a sex scene in the movie, mm-hmm. like to, that they had the time to slow down to stop to have it, that. It, it was 1984. Yeah, that 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 was the only sort of reprieve. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's it's especially the chase sequences involving vehicles mm-hmm. um really quite good right and the idea that it's all practical effects too mm-hmm. right there's no there's no computer generated yeah, they really explosions. load up that truck yeah yeah things are actually colliding there's stunt driving well, involved stunt driving and also stunt i don't know what they're called but like that that was a real human being that was on fire that walked out of that truck playing the terminator and then and who, who theoretically had his skin melted off right like that was i thought oh my god that's a real person yeah yeah. yeah, it's really, really something. Yeah. Um, okay, so what did you like about the movie then? I liked, I liked Arnold. He was great okay. in this. And not just like, not at all actually from a looks perspective from my viewing, but like from a, like just the, I mean, robotic nature of the performance. But I just thought, I just thought he was very believable. Well, it effectively, it hides every weakness he has as mm-hmm. an actor, right? Because mm-hmm. he, has, he has almost nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have to look like a functional human being. Mm-hmm. He can be like staggeringly muscular mm-hmm. and huge. Yeah, and it, it, it none of it sense. none of it yeah detracts from what's going on. Yep. Um, I thought that Linda Hamilton was good in it, really good, especially at the end. I was proud of myself for realizing that. Spoiler alert. Um, Reese gets her pregnant. Yeah. Like that he's the father, but come from the future. Like that's well, a that, fine that mind her son twist. sent his own father back to get his mother pregnant. Knowing that A, he would never return because he couldn't return, but B, that he was going to die there. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I just, I thought that she was good in it. Effective. I thought it was subtle, but she was very twitchy mm-hmm. and panicked. And then as they continually have encounters with the Terminator, mm-hmm. she starts to get it together a little bit mm-hmm. and you start to see emerge a tougher version mm-hmm. that like it's no longer implausible that this woman is the 
the mother savior of hum the human race mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. Um, she's starting to round into a different form. And I don't want to spoil anything about Terminator 2, but that, that progress continues. So mm -hmm. that when we, when we reconnect with her, um, in 1991, mm -hmm. uh, seven years later, is it seven years later in the movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. So and she's this... transformed and we get a lot more backstory in the sequel about, um, the timelines. Like she's, she's gone, she's gone uh, off the grid and she knows things mm -hmm. um, that are going to happen. And she starts having these premonitions. And ha it's, Has it's... the war started in Terminator 2? No, 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 not so yet. So the, the, when we get there, we'll find out that the war is supposed to start in 1997, okay. I think. And that the year 2027, where, or 2028, where we, where we begin this movie mm -hmm. in the future with the, you know, scorched earth and the, uh, laser guns and all that stuff. People living like it's the that's 1300s. like yeah. That's the um, we're like way down the path of mm. the war that has progressed, mm -hmm. and that Skynet, this uh, technology that gives the the robots intelligence and designates human beings as targets. dangerous and targets, gains its consciousness in the late '90s, and then as soon as it gains that consciousness in a split second, it makes the decision that like, oh, we need to blow the world up because these these creatures are no good so two thoughts it's matrixy in that right way. okay gotcha so two thoughts number one so james cameron did the same thing with this as he did with avatar where it's like an actual same amount of years later in the second film yep that's interesting and other thought is that um you know james cameron just got it wrong by 20 years because here we are facing ai and probably the beginning of some sort of robot war let's come back with matt's thoughts on what oh, a whole bunch of stuff oh coming up Gotta be honest i actually thought that this would be a short podcast because mm -hmm. i didn't think that we have a lot to and say you you and we only got, we only got one line of my notes covered here right. in that first segment so um real quick what is there anything you didn't like about the movie uh well the campy stuff was a little much so notwithstanding the visual effects would have which haven't aged well i don't think so nothing immediately strikes me anyways i thought it was i thought it was exactly what i was expecting right like i've seen parts of it i've seen the trailer I, I knew what it was about i knew the famous lines like all of that was mm -hmm. i already had it like it's just in the in the ether right so yeah i don't know i no, there was nothing that i didn't like okay i thought it was great uh first question if you could only if you could designate this uh with only one genre what would you choose like for instance where would you put it in the video store and i'll give you some options is it sci-fi yes is it action is it horror is it fantasy? It's sci-fi. Here's why. Okay. Because it takes place in the, like, like it's, it has to do with the future and science fiction isn't limited to like, just because it's a science fiction movie doesn't mean it's not an action movie. Right. So, and it doesn't mean that it's not, what were the other options? Horror. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's think about science fiction movies here. Right. Like yeah. I would, I would put it in the sci-fi section. Yeah. I was just thinking about horror because like, really there's a lot of parallels between the Terminator and Jason Voorhees mm -hmm. or Michael Myers, yeah, right? the end like especially unrelenting, yes, menacing, brutal, well, and merciless like, killer, and never has to run. It doesn't doesn't need to run. No, just never stops. Yeah, finds a way. Yeah, and always just around the corner, and capable of unspeakable violence. Mm -hmm. Right, um, and that's the premise of those movies too. Mm -hmm. um, and frankly, like in those movies, Michael Myers sort of has a motive, mm -hmm. and Jason kind of has a motive. Um, because he's the, what the victim of negligent camp counselors. Mm -hmm. And so he's taking his revenge out on all young, nubile people all over the globe, mm -hmm. wherever he can find them. That's a tenuous 
motive, but okay. yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and we're but not going to rewatch that. That's not part of this uh, no, no. Our, our program. She doesn't do horror movies. Um, well, you kind of did. Like well, this one was to a certain extent. Sure. A horror movie. And, and this is about as horror as I can handle because there were parts at the end that I had like the blanket up over yeah. my face and was like, ah. There's certainly enough gore. Um, there's like an Arnold being really menacing, and then like when he loses his eyebrows, oh, that's it. There's something otherworldly about him yes and i thought it was interesting and i think james cameron did something interesting in that um arnold's physical exterior begins to deteriorate we see him have to remove his own eye yes he's bleeding he's covered in flies he's covered in flies the guy it says so that he smells yeah the or so the organic shell mm -hmm. is rotting mm -hmm. right it's it's disintegrating which and, makes no sense well no but because it well, no, but they, they so kyle reese there's a throwaway line where he says like you have to have an organic exterior in order to be able to travel. Like you can't bring guns or metal back. Right. So the, the body on the outside of the, the Terminator robot shell, it would be used in the, in 2028 to fool the human beings into thinking this is a human being so that they can infiltrate and kill. But in terms of time travel, the, the meat exterior allows the metal to travel. That's the theory. But why is it breaking down? Because it's not alive. Well, but it's it must be because like they've grown this this flesh suit over top of this metal ex uh, metal skeleton right but it makes like so they're gonna grow a flesh suit and then have it rot off them like they're only good the flesh suit part is only good for a little while like that makes maybe the time travel messed it up well then why wasn't why isn't um kyle breaking down i don't know because like, he's purely no organic he has a heartbeat makes that... no sense you're right. Yeah. Let's not it scrutinize it too much. Yeah. So I had, I had a question. Um, I thought it was cool. I wish they'd had a throwaway line where they explained why it was breaking down. Yeah. Just something. Anything. Well, maybe like once the, once it's pierced or something, once the outer exterior layer is pierced and he's been shot or stabbed pretty, or pretty whatever. Pretty shoddy technology then. Now, but like he's got no, he might have blood or some fluid in it to keep, you know, oxygen. I don't know. He's not yeah. breathing. So no, there's no, no. oxygen. Lubricated blood, or whatever. Whatever. But maybe like now an infection can take hold really quickly mm. right and that that uh, maybe it's even like synthesized we organic are definitely material. overthinking this way down well and wait, there's lots of movies to talk about yeah uh, down the line if you wanted to do it okay so i i had a question about the use of guns uh -huh. um clearly that was the mode of action in the early 80s mm -hmm. lots of guns lots of explosions automatic weapons arnold terminator goes into the gun shop like he's a robot mm -hmm. goes into the gun shop to buy guns to kill people mm -hmm. because for some reason he needs guns mm -hmm. the robot needs a tool mm -hmm. in order to kill would the movie have been more of a horror movie would it have been scarier if instead of having guns he could make guns or no no was a gun? no because that so uh, spoiler alert for what comes later oh. right is that the, the, the technology that comes back is T2, upgraded. that makes sense that makes sense but in this case if instead of using guns he just used his bare hands because if you think about, mm -hmm. so I, I was, I did research mm -hmm. and nerded out on this. The average human being, okay, so like maybe consider me as an average human being, um, can create 250 to 300 joules of force in a punch, mm -hmm. spread over an area of what, like four inches, three and a half inches, the width of your fist, um, and apparently that's the equivalent to a brick falling about 10 meters. Okay. Okay. Could knock you out, may not necessarily knock you out, but I am made of flesh and bone. Mm -hmm. A robot, the size of Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger would be able to create a hundred times that force, mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't need a gun to do harm to people. Mm -hmm. It could just walk up and well, punch somebody, and the, the the weak organic material it's hitting would would 
not be able to withstand it. So theoretically, you could have a situation where if it can touch you, you are dead. That's the thing. I was going to say, so like, I think, yes, it would have made it into more of a horror movie, but also they would have had to change blocking things, blocking cues, because the the distance is the issue. He's getting guns because he wants to shoot. He wants to kill from a distance at times. But why? Like, he's not being covert at all. It's, it's not like he's not trying to snipe it makes people. Sense. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it would have been really horrifying. Mm -hmm. if, he was strangling everybody to death. Or just punching, punching their heads right off. Yes. Or picking them up well, and ripping them in half. He did that with the one guy, the first. The, exactly. Right? Like he the, punched Bill right Paxton. Yeah. Oh, poor Bill Paxton. Or the, it was not Bill Paxton. It was the alien bounty hunter from X-Files. That right, that's right. One yes. of the other guys. Mm -hmm. um, he's got those, like, can't can't mistake those cheeks. Mm -hmm. the, the sinewy face. Um Okay, we're not really getting very far. So I just I thought he's he's probably not strong enough. Like they, I think they were constrained by a lack of imagination and what a robot would actually be able to do. Like a yeah. human, a cyborg of that size mm -hmm. wouldn't need guns, mm -hmm. and it would have created an interesting scenario because, like, certainly we would have needed guns to try to deal with it. So saying, you could still have shooting, but you didn't need to, him shooting people. But maybe it's to protect his rotting <clears throat> flesh suit from the infection that can quickly get in from the bullets. I'm just saying, like, maybe it's a protection thing as well. Like, I'm going to easily be able... Okay, let's think about the police scene. Yeah. If he doesn't have a gun. That's a lot harder to get to Sarah Connor if he can't just mow down 30 cops on his way no, to No, but he can, like, if he can just absorb every bullet, which he does, uh, the bullets don't slow him down at all. Mm, Explosions slow him down. No, I know, like but grenades. it's still a longer time. I get that, like, punching... No, I oh, still but think... that would have been so badass, though. Like, imagine him yeah, coming down fine. the hallway. Badass, yes. Time time efficient? No. I think that he needs the guns. Ah. Uh. I think it would have been so cool and, well, and edging in hedging into more of a horror territory mm -hmm. because he would really seem unkillable. Maybe that's not what James Cameron wanted. All right. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, would you go back if you could, if you were James Cameron and improve the VFX? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, that ending with the stop motion skeleton robot skeleton thing moving oh it was just so bad so i so the bad. things that i would go back and fix would be the, the uh, use of miniature the doubling up of a shot of that hovercraft thing from the opening minute and then it, it reappears exactly the same mm -hmm. later on and some of the rear projection stuff was I didn't notice that. you didn't notice it no. oh it just looked like toys on strings to me I didn't and now i would go back and maybe clean that up a little bit right if i was james cameron yeah but i wouldn't replace the existing prints like you they're out there in the world. I would mm -hmm. just say, like, here's a here's an updated vision of what mm -hmm. you know now that the technology exists, mm -hmm. and that it poses an interesting philosophical question, which is, do you go back and improve stuff that at the time it was impossible to get right? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think in the pursuit of new art, you leave the old art alone. Really, like if I'm James Cameron, knowing what I know of James Cameron, maybe I go back and fix a couple of things in Terminator. But like, no, generally speaking, I think you leave old art to make way for new art because if it was as good as it could be in 1984 that's got to be good enough for now too okay should we take a quick break oh please what are we coming back with uh we're gonna come back we're gonna talk a little bit about artificial intelligence and whether or not you're really interested in seeing more james cameron okay, okay matt okay um ai lay it on me AI. i'm so, so interested in is this. it reasonable to assume that ai would think that we're a threat worthy of being uh, exterminated not right mm, yes yes climate change teach ai about climate change and it and 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 we're right into irobot right we're right so? into yes the the prime directive is to protect the humans 
but the humans are the ones hurting the humans. And so I can logically see my way to hurting the humans. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's an interesting idea because that's, that's the premise of, well, it's the premise of this movie, although it's not explored as fully as it will be in the second. Mm -hmm. movie. And I think the second one you're really going to dig. Um, but the, it, the idea is the same as the matrix is that the, the humans are a problem. They're a scourge and they need to be removed. Um, I, I don't know. We are. Yeah. That's not wrong. AI doesn't have, for now, like it doesn't have the ability to create um, something new. All it does is plagiarize what exists. Now it has well... the repository of all human knowledge put on the internet, mm -hmm. but it can't, it can't do something new outside of the parameters of what already exists and is known. Neither can we really. Right? Well, like the new AI, the chat GPT and the Bing one. From everything I'm reading, like it's, I know that it's not close, but it's, it's closer, scary closer. But everything it does, it does because it's been programmed to do it, not because it's thinking. Yeah, but I think originally. We're on, well, two things. I think One, when, when, I think when AI starts creating its own AI. Yeah. That and that's what. That's what the idea is, is that like it gains consciousness. Yes, I was going to say. So two things. Number one, I think we're on the brink of some sort of big robot sentient breakthrough. And two, that is like very minorly mm -hmm. backed up. Our skulls are going to be in that field of skulls yes. that the tank runs over. Yes, that's <laughs> us. Um, minorly backed up by that. I know, and I'm sure like there's going to be people listening to this going like, oh boy, there's Christina's conspiracy theory head. But uh, there was that engineer that worked for google that said it's gaining sentience like warning people and he got fired now was he crazy and didn't know what he was talking about maybe maybe we'll look back on that moment and go oh should listen to that guy mm -hmm. right like who knows it's not i just don't think it's out of the realm of possibility based on what they're doing right now yeah i think like people our age and older who have seen the terminator are increasingly seeing the skynet parallels yes everywhere which skynet's not mentioned in this skynet is a company that exists in the second one mm -hmm. um for reasons that will become like mm -hmm. it all it all ties together so nicely terminator 2 might be one of the best sequels mm -hmm. ever made and it, i think it like it improves and we'll talk about it in that episode yeah what else you got um how how in would you be right now on a scale of one to ten for seeing any of the other subsequent sequels oh pretty in because yeah. I know that it all leads to Mackenzie Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Who I love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's Terminator 2, then Terminator 3. Mm -hmm. um, then there's Terminator Salvation, which mm -hmm. is the one with Christian Bale, mm -hmm. where he had the famous freak out. Mm -hmm. Then there's Terminator Genesis with Amelia Clark and Jason Clark, which is um, kind of a miss. Mm -hmm. It's a tough one. Mm -hmm. And then Dark Fate, mm -hmm. which uh, I really liked. And that's one with Mackenzie Davis. Yeah, and that's yeah. the one that James Cameron came back to executive produce. Right. There was also the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which was a television show that huh. ran. I think there's like 30 or 35 episodes. Lena Haiti from um, Game of Thrones is in that. Um, okay, a couple of quick ones to sort of wrap things up, maybe on a little bit of a lighter note, less sure. conspiracy-minded. Can I mention one thing? Yeah. When you were talking about AI making AI, that those books I just read, The Psalm for the Wild Bills, yeah. for those of you that are into science fiction, if you're listening to this episode because you're into science fiction, may I make a book recommendation to you? The Psalm for the Wild Built, followed by its sequel, the A Prayer for the Crown Shy. Um, that has a really cool AI building AI twist in it. They're utopian science fiction and they are wonderful. Like probably my it's gonna go on my list this year of my favorite books of 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's two books taking up five two of the five spots. So that's okay. that's a lot, that's a big commitment. But um it just it has a cool twist. It just the, there is a link there between Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's neat. That's all. 
Okay. Gotta get my book talking when I can, Matt. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I've, I've tried. I, I, I put it down. Um, put what down? The uh, Psalm for the Wild Built. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't, I picked it up and I didn't get far. Oh, and I oh. put it down. I haven't gone back to it. Gotta go back to it. Yeah. It's it didn't, so good. It didn't grab me the way it grabbed you. Like, you were really <gasps> right into it. Right into yeah. it. And I, Utopian science fiction is really hard to do because it's so much easier to look at our current world and look at how we're screwing things up and think, how bad can it get versus how much better can it get, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much harder to think positively. We're just wired to think in the negative direction. So dystopian science fiction has a special place in my heart, but utopian science fiction is good. Utopian science fiction is almost impossible to come by. I think dystopian science fiction might be my favorite film genre. Oh yeah. Give me an apocalypse anytime. Yeah. yeah. Well, but even like, even if you think about alien, which is a movie I adore, um, like that is a pretty bleak, version of the future mm -hmm. even though like we're in the future and, mm -hmm. and we made it mm -hmm. i suppose to a certain extent that's a utopia like we we managed to survive all this crap we're mm -hmm. putting in front of ourselves now um it's so interesting mm -hmm. um but then again i'm a star trek the next generation lover as well and mm -hmm. that, that's certainly a, a very utopian vision yes. of the future mm -hmm. although i haven't seen the second and third seasons of picard so mm -hmm. um all right Fl should. fluffy questions to end arnold schwarzenegger mm -hmm. circa 1984 mm -hmm. is this a handsome individual yeah yeah what what is it about like i know he's yeah he's obviously not, got a spectacular physique yeah it's not, it's not the i mean i guess that helps the muscular and the tight buns and all that and they show his buns but do um, they ever do they ever but i don't know they're just like he's he's attractive he's fine yeah 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 i think uh Last night at the book club, we were talking about this and how you and I always talk about high book club girls. Uh, shout out to fans of the friends of the pod. Oh, whether or not we find the, people attractive. That's right. The, the book club <laughs> friends. Um, we were just talking. They were saying like, like, I can't believe you like Tom Cruise. And I was like, I'm just saying like, objectively, he was an attractive human. I think objectively, Arnold was very good looking in 1984, yeah. especially for 1984, right? Part of human beings finding other human beings attractive has to do with what is quote unquote attractive in society at that time. Arnold's not attractive in 1810, right? He's attractive in the early eighties because of how he looked and his body and his face. Yeah. In Pumping Iron, which is the documentary that was made about his Mr. Olympia days or his Mr. Universe days or whatever it was. Both. That was where he emerged as a potential Hollywood star because he was so charismatic mm -hmm. on camera. Like he, the megawatt smile mm -hmm. and he was charming and he was learning English and, and, he was like a, an alien. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think he tried very hard in his later part of his career after Terminator to allow that charisma to resurface. But I think he's so good being so menacing mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. um, and he never really returns to that. He never plays a villain. Not the only like villain this. I can think of is he plays Dr. Freeze in Batman Forever. Mm -hmm. And that's more or like Batman and Robin. And that's more caricature. Oh, absolutely. Silly. It's total camp. Like you like it's absolute nonsense. Yeah. Um, Michael Bean, what mm -hmm. do we think about his performance I, here? Again, like great performance. I thought good. I'm gonna say good. He's no he's no Linda Hamilton, but he's pretty good. And uh, again, attractive for the 80s. He's got like the blonde, spiky hair and the really chiseled cheekbones, he's got like a David Bowie thing going on. Like they were he was good looking. For the 80s yeah but there's an asterisk there he's not classically good looking he's not classically handsome i think you can take tom cruise and put him in almost any decade and he's going to be handsome yeah right whereas michael bean and arnold both have a very 80s okay. look outside of his look did you think he acted well yeah, it was okay yeah that'd it be was a little like, over serious i know the, the circumstances would yeah. be that you would be serious but i thought he was a little too intense he a was little... a good performer it was a little uh, uh my notes to him would have been hey tried blinking maybe yes yeah, yeah. when he talks about how 
I'm I'm in love with you. It was like, oh, like I roll. Oh boy. Yeah. Because yeah. of a picture? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's very uh like sort of fanboy. Yes. And I think like he's a he's a virgin. Yes. Um so he's like all pent There's up. Never and... been anybody else. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um I think that pretty much wraps it up for me. I don't have any other any other big questions. I thought Linda Hamilton, we've already talked about her. I thought she was effective. Me too. Um so you would I one last question. Do you see any parallels to Avatar? Because Avatar is the one James Cameron that you're pretty familiar with. Yes, and just the the the, the sequels upon sequels. Right, and, and his jumping, love of technology. Yes, the jumping forward and the waiting to make another one because the technology hasn't caught up. Yeah. And I think right now it makes more sense about Avatar now that like he's creating the technology because I can see him waiting the seven years for T2 and being so irritated by other people moving more slowly than he thinks he would have. Okay. I see a little run of sequels in our future. We got to do Lethal Weapon 2. We got to do Terminator 2 as well. Yeah. I think that might come next because I think you're pretty engaged with Terminator right now. Yeah, so no, maybe, I think we don't. Maybe we go right back. Totally do T2 next. Cool. Thanks for listening, friends. Yeah, truly. Thank you to everybody that's mm -hmm. out there. We haven't said it enough recently, but it's it's a, an honor to be listened to. So thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and we will see you again next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.